Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to podcast five of What's Next as we go deeper into looking at the message around the book of James. And uh, we had a phenomenal message yesterday by Pastor Jay talking about, are we listening? Are you listening? And I think that's such a critical uh, question around our lives because so many of us are so quick to speak, as we're going to talk about a little later in the podcast. But are we actually taking the time to listen? So rather than me keep talking, let's hear what Pastor Jay has to say. Yeah, well, it's great to be with you today. Obviously, on Sunday we were indoor. Uh, the uh, weather forecast was unpredictable. Obviously, it was going to rain, and it did rain last night. So getting set up this morning. And being on the field when it would be likely too wet and too soft, uh, we made the call to uh, go indoor and we had a good morning. And I believe there were many people that also watched online. So it was a good day to be worshiping together. And it's now great to be able to walk through this podcast today as we talk about are you listening as it relates to James in uh, the first chapter as we're working our way through and uh, looking forward to this series in the book of James. And if you are wondering, yes, we did record this on Sunday rather than Monday. So you may hear us refer to today as meaning actually Sunday. But don't let that throw you off because really the truths have been timeless since when James wrote this uh, almost 2,000 years ago to today. And it, so it's still going to apply tomorrow and the next day. Hmm. And I think uh, as we talked about, you talked about James chapter 1, verse 19 to 25, uh, you really said the key verse was verse 22. Uh, don't just listen, but do. Um, mm. You know, we talk about active listening. I know I've got young boys at home. So when I ask mm -hmm. them, are they listening? And they say, yes, daddy. And then I'm like, well, what did I say? Because you're not doing it. Yeah, so right. did you really listen? Uh, so uh, there's that, you call it the one-two punch, right? Listen and then actually obey, follow. Yeah, for um, sure. Like the... The, the title of the message, Are You Listening?, uh, could easily be, you know, you could focus on, well, I'm hearing God, so that's a good thing. But the true listener is one who's also doing. They're applying. They're putting it into practice. So if we're going to listen well, that is going to be a follow-up, do it well, and uh, do the things that God asks us to do. Yeah, and I mean, you were an athlete growing up, and you've done some coaching. I've I was an athlete growing up. I've done coaching. And uh, I remember when I was coaching, when I was playing uh, for one of my coaches, uh, they would always talk about it wasn't the most skilled player that they cared about on the team. It was the teachable or the hmm. coachable players, the ones who would listen to what they said and do it. They didn't talk back. They didn't uh, do their own thing. It wasn't about the skill level, but being teachable and willing to do uh, what was asked of them. Hmm. And yes. I think that's critical to talking about this listening, right? Are you teachable? Are you willing to not just listen, but actually act on the listening? Yeah. Uh, in verse 21, to humbly accept the word of God. So that was one of the uh, desires to try and say, what is it to have a humble heart? Mm, and it yes. really is a teachable heart. It's, I'm not going to come across like I know everything. I've got this thing sorted out but I'm going to listen to the word of God that it will teach me and show me and guide me uh, so that I am putting it into practice. So that's a, a great verse and concept that's in this book of James. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're reading the word of God, you're listening, but you're not acting on it, then 
whose word is really God in your life? Mm. Is it God's word or is it your word? Have you become God in your own life? Because you're not listening to what God had to say. You're listening to yourself. So, yeah. um, Which when the Bible talks really says that's foolishness. Absolutely. You know, so are we wanting wisdom or are we going to basically do it our way? But if we do it our way, then that's foolishness. So the scripture there um, from the book of James you know, speaks about, you know, glancing into a mirror. It's like, it's like glancing into the mirror. So verse 23. So, you know, if I am a person that basically gives, you know, kind of the crumbs to the word of God, I'm just glancing. I'm just kind of looking at it quickly. I'm bypassing it. I'm not letting it soak in. I'm not letting it become important enough that I'm, uh, you know, really giving it the time. So therefore, the word of God becomes like, well, I take it or leave it, you know, and many times we just leave it. And so therefore, it's a glance. It's it's just a pass by. And what? how much different would it be if we gazed, if we mm. really looked intently, if we let it soak in? And that means it takes some time. It takes some rereading. It takes some reflection. It takes talking with others. And, and uh, there's a lot of ways that we can look intently into the word of God so that God's word gets in us and it changes us. It, tra- it transforms us. And uh, then we are now doing the word of God instead of just listening. Yeah. And in your mirror illustration, you actually talked about three types of people, the type of person who doesn't even use a mirror, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, and you, you've seen them, they've been out there and uh, you're not sure if they didn't use a mirror, if they've been in a tornado. Um, yep. And so you've had this, this person who doesn't even read, uh, read the word of God, doesn't even look in the mirror. You have the person who glances. Mm-hmm. So just real quick, look in the mirror. Um, you know, they brushed your teeth, maybe check that out yeah. while they were, but you know, that's about all they did. Yep. And we're thankful you brushed your teeth, but maybe you should have combed your hair. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then there's those who gaze, right? They're really looking into the word of God. And I liked your, um, when you're talking about it later, there are people who, um, have met Christians and they say, well, I don't think they actually look, or if they do look, they're glancers. Mm. Like they obviously don't do what the scripture says. Yeah. And we hear that a lot. Um, but I really liked your point. If, if you've known, seen Christ followers who do not do it, so they're not actually actively listening, Mm. um, don't let that send you away. That's not a reason to walk away from the word, but it should really be an encouragement and inspiration to actually do better and say, you know, I can, I can listen better than that. I can actually take these words and apply it and maybe then help them in their discipline, right? Help them in their own journey. Because there's a point where... You know, God is inviting all of us to walk with him and he speaks to us. Now we have to learn to hear his voice. But even in that initial invitation to come follow me, to come be my child, to, you know, basically surrender your life to me, um, it takes a step of faith. So just like the scripture we're reading, don't just listen, but do it. The same is true when it comes to faith. It's don't, don't just listen to God calling you. Now take a step of faith. There's an action with it. So that that those go together all the time in the scripture, that it's not just listening, it's doing. It's not just uh, hearing it, but taking a step. So maybe somebody for the very first time uh, is listening even to this podcast and going, I have sensed God speaking to me and talking to me and wooing me to himself 
but he's now waiting for me to take a step to, and I want to do that. And I, and I want that to become the practice, the rhythm of, mm-hmm. of my relationship with God, where he invites, I follow, he speaks, I obey. And, and we get into that beautiful relationship that, that can be uh, discovered by all people who follow, follow Christ. And you can only do that if you're, if you're gazing, if you're really looking into the word. Hmm. And so something I, w- I want to really challenge on here, um, in a couple of weeks, Pastor Daniel is going to be doing a, a series of bonus podcasts on social media. Yeah. And we're really excited about that. Uh, Pastor Daniel is working really hard on that. It's going to be really cool. We're going to have some guests and stuff. But we spend a lot of time on social media. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about uh, the the passage in James where it talks about uh, be slow to listen, mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah, quick, quick, to listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, yep. slow to get angry. When I look through my Facebook feed, my Instagram feed, uh, all those things, we are not quick to listen. We are slow to listen mm-hmm. and we are quick to speak and quick to get angry. Um, I mean, sometimes that's the most amusing part of groups is, you know, I have to, I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but sometimes I'm on a group like Dartmouth Community Connections because it's amusing to see how quickly people get angry over the funny things they get angry about. And I, that's my own character. I need to work on that. Uh, but I think that speaks to our society. We are so socially media driven. And so we are quick to speak and get angry and we are slow to listen but if we invested the amount of time we do into social media, mm-hmm. that that into the Word of God, yep. imagine how transformative that is. Because mm-hmm. it also talked in that passage in James chapter 1 about taking out the trash, right? Yeah. Getting rid of the trash in our lives. And social media is often trash in our lives. It yeah. is not helping our mental, emotional health. It's not giving us often good spiritual direction. We're, we're not often spending our time on there. At looking at positive sources. We're looking at whatever Facebook puts in front of us, which can also often be those quick angered comments. And mm. I mean, politics today is all over our news feeds. And it's pretty hot stuff. Pretty hot stuff. That's anything <laughs> but uh, quick to listen, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this passage, I mean, we've been saying as we're in this book, James is intensely practical. Yeah. It speaks to stuff that was obviously true then, and it's still true today. So if we took that 19th verse in the uh, first chapter, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry, and we were to overlay that in all of our communications, our relationships, I mean, how amazing would it be if we could get that sorted out? Because probably some people are the reactors and they get angry real quick. There are those that either like to hear their own voice so much they can't stop speaking or they are always trying to, you know, form their rebuttal of what they need to say. Um, Or some people go, I'm not really listening to you to understand what you have to say. I'm just getting ready to say what I'm going to say. Wow. What, what a difference if we applied the word of God, if we did this. So when we say, okay, what does it really mean? You know, don't just listen to the word, do it. Well, you just take a passage like that, and if you put it into practice, it will make a difference. And if you don't put it into practice, then verse 20, which was the follow-up verse to this passage, is basically, yeah, you're going to see some human anger. And that's exactly what we see on social media feeds, or you see in, uh, you know, people cutting either people off in traffic or whatever. It's like, 
wow, the word of God actually speaks to my everyday life and it can transform me. And am I willing to listen and do it? Like that's the thing that, you know, it's like, well, God's word is so irrelevant. It's so archaic. It's so like, you know, old school. It's like, no, it's not. It, it applies today if we'll apply it. And it makes a big difference. Yeah, I had a friend in high school named Caleb and he took this, he was a Christian and he took this verse so literally that when you would talk with him, you would speak and then there'd be this silence. And the silence was him <laughs> actually rehearsing his next sentence before he would say it. He would right. say it in his head before he would speak it to make sure it's what he actually wanted to say. Uh, so conversations with him, they were brilliant but tedious because it always took longer. But imagine if we took that kind of lifestyle and applied it to our social media, applied it to our life. Like we actually reread the post before we responded in anger mm -hmm. or we thought to ourselves, where is this person coming from before we respond in anger or that person who cut us off? You know, what if we said, okay, what is the situation that led to that? And I know it's quick instantaneous, but... Um, you know, maybe they did have a yellow light or, mm -hmm. and we were just gunning it or something else happened, right? It, um, so just taking that moment to process and, and to observe from a different perspective then. Yeah. So that the, the idea of wisdom or, or being humble or teachable, if, if we don't apply verse 19, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry, we are essentially saying, I know everything. I see it perfectly. And so therefore everything I say makes total sense. Teachableness is maybe I need to step back. Maybe I need to ask a question. Maybe if I just paraphrase what they said to make sure I totally understand. Mm. Maybe if I could just say, you know what, why am I getting upset? Why don't I just calm down here? I mean, all of these things that, again, are intensely practical that is our part, not somebody else to say, look, if you just stop and you, you just be better, then I'd be better. No, it's it's my responsibility. So I, I, I'd love the practical, practical ways this speaks to us so that then when we keep looking in the word of God, it's like, okay, I'm listening. Now I need to do it. How do I apply it? How do I work this out in my life? And I think that's the beauty of James. It, it doesn't let you get off the hook, really. It, it really speaks clearly. Yeah, I remember yesterday, I can't remember where I heard the source, but somebody was saying uh, that they wish they could go back to when they were 17 and they knew everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's but, true. But uh, reality is when we get angry, we are pretending to know it all. Mm -hmm. We are saying, I've got the corner on what is right and not reflecting on maybe I could actually be wrong or misunderstanding something. Yeah. Um, and our culture tells us that, right? Our culture tells us we are to look out for number one. We are to look out for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and we believe that for, our culture says everything is shades of gray. There's no black or white, but if it's my truth, it's true. Mm. And if it's your truth, it's true. Mm. But if they don't align, then we have a problem and we are very quick to hold to our truth, yep. even though we're in a sea of gray and uh, not actually hear what the other person has to say and evaluate our truth and see if it's actually honest and to hear. Yeah. And and then if, if we say we are right, we're really actually a fool. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, we're just going on what we want and what we think, and we're not actually learning or being teachable in relationships or with others. So, you know, hey, we can, we can be wise 
and slow it down and learn, or we can be foolish and just take it into our own hands, which many times is the case for people, which I think is why verse 20 is added there. Hey, you know, human anger is gone wild. Absolutely. Oh, my land. It's, it is crazy to see how uh, free people are to say angry things mm-hmm. versus, okay, maybe I, should I step back and see this differently? So once again, God's word in the book of James speaks to our daily life. And if we can apply it, if we can put this in practice, what a huge difference it makes. And I think one of the things that defines a glancer versus a gazer is when we look at discerning what is truth, right? We talked about mm. we live in this sea of gray and we have, uh, you know, my truth first, your truth. And how do we determine what's actually true? People who glance at the scriptures are going to go to it and they're going to do what we call proof texting. Right. They're going to find the verses that speak directly to their correctness, their mm-hmm. rightness, and say, see, I'm right because this is what it says without even understanding what that says in the context or what God's trying to communicate to you through it. Yeah. Those who gaze will take it to the scriptures and not just read one scripture, but actually reflect on what God is trying to communicate to the people then and to the people today and mm-hmm. say, this is the heart of who I am as I call on you to love me with all your heart, soul, and mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, from that perspective, to read and to really gaze into the Word of God, understanding the intent, and that will help you define what the actual truth is in the situation. Yeah, and that would apply even when you're studying God's Word, where you go to the internet, because the internet is always right. Always right. (laughs) You know, everything I look on the internet is always accurate. And uh, so if we're not careful, we will find ourselves um, aligning with someone that uh, either affirms or approves our position, mm. and we therefore say, well, then it must be true. Right. When it's like that's a dangerous place to be because there's all kinds of information out there. So, yeah, gazing, I, I like verse 25 when it talks about looking carefully, doing what it says, and don't forget what we've heard. Mm. So looking carefully is, you know, studying, reflecting, listening, learning with the intent to have a humble heart, so I'm not in a hurry. I'm trying to look carefully, and then I'm going to do what it says. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to build it in my life. I'm going to learn how to trust and obey what God wants mm-hmm. me to. And then I like that. Don't forget what we heard. It's like, you know what? Uh, we'll forget it if we think it doesn't have any value. It'll ju- we'll just write it off and carry on. But if we go, this is actually shaping my life. It's adding value. It's rich, and my life is better and stronger and more righteous in God's sight. I'm not going to forget that. So these three go together very well Mm. in verse 25 to just keep saying, hey, look intently, carefully, do what it says, and don't forget what you've heard, because, man, this is really going to be powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So gazing is not just Googling. (laughs) That's good, eh? (laughs) That's right. Gazing is actually taking the time to hear God's word through reading, um, reflecting, praying, journaling. It, it, it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. It, it Just like it's a discipline to listen in a relational conversation to a person one-on-one, like we're doing here with a podcast, yep. it's that same discipline it takes to really listen to the word of God, mm-hmm. to, to take the time. Well, and, and I referenced this last week and I'll reference it again this week, and that is just think about if we put into practice, I 
listen to the message on Sunday, whether it's online or on site. And then I follow up and listen to the podcast on Monday or through the week when I have that opportunity. And I were to be reading the book of James on my own for personal devotional and reflection. And I was in a community group where there were questions that helped a discussion about this topic. I mean, all of those things are parts of gazing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're putting us into in the environments that help us to grow in our discipleship and our walk with God. So, I mean, obviously, uh, that's not a pressure point that if you're not doing all four, you're not growing. It, but it's like if if all I do is listen to the message on Sunday and then I never think about it ever again, I'm probably glancing. So what would it mean to let that soak in more? So I'm gazing, I'm looking intently, I'm giving it more time, and therefore it's going to have a better application in my life. Yeah, and like you just said, if you're not doing all those things, it doesn't mean you're not growing. But if you look at your life and say, I'm not growing, and then you say, well, I'm not doing any of those things, yeah. that could be the issue. It could be an indicator. An there. indicator there, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, we had this great message uh, about a month ago uh, called Ridiculous, Ridiculously Responsible, and we did mm. a podcast on that. If you missed that or you're really struggling with this, I encourage you to go back and check that out because we talk about um, being responsible for our spiritual life, and that's what this is, taking responsibility in that, recognizing that we need to gaze, right? We need to be responsible to actually take time to listen mm. if we want to grow. Yeah. This has been good. Yeah. And hopefully it's helpful. And there's, of course, lots of other scriptures we could dive into. I said uh, I, I wasn't going to read verse 26, even though it was kind of included in the, the listing because uh, it's about, you know, the tongue. And mm. I said, hey, we're going to wait on that one for a couple of weeks because on November the 1st, the sermon that week is called Taming the Tongue. Right. And again, intensely practical <laughs> when it comes to the Word of God. So that verse, uh, verse 26 in the first chapter will get moved over to the third chapter when we talk about taming the tongue. So hopefully, you know, this is speaking to us where we live and how it can change us and transform us, how God wants to work in us. I I just keep repeating, I love how James is going back and he's grabbing and using teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. his brother, yeah, and he's bringing it forward into the book of James. And it's not the entire book, but there are lots of these little spots where you see, oh, I've heard that before. Where did that? Where is that coming from? Or how is that true? And James is is taking te- teachings of Jesus and bringing it to application years after, but it's it's from when it was written. But the beautiful thing is. It's reinforcing what Jesus himself taught. And I think that's so practical. Oh, absolutely. So thank you so much. And as Pastor Jay said, we're going to be talking about taming the tongue on November 1st. So if you struggle with uh, what you say on social media or to others, um, you should definitely listen. Though if you don't want to be convicted, you probably shouldn't uh, on (laughs) November 1st and 2nd. Make sure you're with us for that podcast and for that message. It's going to be really powerful. Uh, Thanks, Pastor Jay, for being with us. I hope you're all having a Wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, we look forward to catching you next week. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and God bless, and we'll be talking soon.